welcome to another episode of Just Ask Rethinking Development. I am your co-host, Greg Jeffrey. With me is Brian Wilburn. And this week, we're going to continue our conversation about the do-it-yourself campaign. We've had a little time to think about it. We came up with five elements that if these five things are in place in your organization, you probably don't need a consultant to help you run a capital campaign. So, Brian, what are those five things? Let's get started on that. Bum, bum, bum. All right. Number one, do you have a database? And not just a database, but a database that has uh, documentation of donors with longevity of giving. Does it track, you know, their donation history? Yeah. Do you have some long-term donors in your database? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the first thing. Do you have that? you're going to do it yourself would be helpful and do you know how to query the database so that you can pull out those donors that have either the best giving or the most loyal giving or the longest mm-hmm. period of giving yep. so you can help identify who your best donors might be okay that's point totally. one yeah two do you have a way to identify and code within your database who is a major gift prospect right so in any database, I don't care what Catholic entity I've worked with, you know, it could be a database of just a thousand names or a database with ten thousand names, but typically you're gonna have probably five percent of your donors that are capable of making a major gift of say two grand a year or better. Right. A total of five, ten grand over five years. Do you understand how to identify those people? What the criteria criteria is that you might be looking for? to identify those people, and then do you have the skills and the knowledge in order to properly rate them as to whether they might be a, a million-dollar prospect mm-hmm. or a $10,000 prospect? And then do you have a way in the database to code those people so that you can easily query and extract them from the database when it comes time to launch the capital campaign? Yeah, this I mean, this was huge, guys. When the Newman Center, we started our campaign Greg did this, helped us get this off with these first two points, and especially with this coding of 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 givers and what their major gift capacity was, and that was extremely helpful. I highly recommend Greg for that. Uh, that gave us an idea because you know you're coming into this. You know, Kyle, my predecessor in my position, had experience, and we'll get to that. Um, but then myself, you know, it was like, oh, what is this major gifts? And so that was really helpful to see these these uh, giving codes to be like, okay, this person, you know, start thinking of them in a different way that they have bigger capacity to give that you need it. So the third point is, do you have someone on staff who has gone and been a part of, or has done at least 100 major gifts solicitations? That's pretty key. I mean, what I would say to this is, you know, Father Cheney, he hired me seven years ago, but eight years ago, he was looking for his first director of development and he ended up hiring my, again, my predecessor, Kyle Yeager. And he honestly made the best choice at that time. He actually did ask me to apply and I was, you know, coming out of my third year in focus. I would have been for what he was looking for. I will be totally transparent. I think I would have been a terrible hire because what he wanted was someone like Kyle, who Kyle came from a Newman Center having already done a major gift or a major capital campaign. And so he had the experience of doing that and and he was ready to run. Do you know know what else Kyle has? And I'm sure he would just laugh if you heard me say this. He's got what we call chutzpah. 
<laughs> I mean, okay, so here, here's the thing. When he was still, before he came to NDSU, I remember sitting in New Orleans on a client site, and my cell phone rings, and it's Kyle Yeager. And I don't know him from Adam, but he introduces himself and says, he got my name from such and such and such and such. Yeah. And he starts picking my brain. It's like, dude, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in New Orleans. I'm on site with a client here. Can we talk another time? But he had no qualms no. about sucking as much out of you as possible. <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure that's a trait, you know, yeah. that, that served him well when it came time to raise money. He wasn't afraid to ask. Yeah. That's no. And, and yeah. And that's I mean, Kyle, that is him. He is not afraid at all. I always said he doesn't have that part of his brain that. <laughs> Some people, well, you know, th- th- there's that natural filter of just like, he- <laughs> I was going to say human decency is the word that came to my mind. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Um, but like, it just that, that like, oh, this might be crossing a line here. Kyle just doesn't have that. Like, and, and it honestly, it's almost like with him, if you know him, it's endearing to a certain point because it's like, Kyle's just like, hey, I wanted to call and ask about X, you know, X, Y, Z. What do you think? Like that, <laughs> that's how he is. Um, but yeah, you need somebody, uh, like that. You just need someone who has experience because if you're going to do it yourself, you need somebody who's actually like you're saying, Greg has, has done it, has. Well, and this is probably one of the, well, they're all, these are five important points. And number three is really critical because when I look at my own experience, when I earn my pedigree as a major gift solicitor, right. Um, I know the first hundred, 200 solicitation calls, I was more nervous than, you know, I was probably so nervous I made the person I was visiting with nervous, right? Mm. And, and I just knew, I just know from experience that after about a, your first 100 visits, then you begin to settle down, you begin to, you get into a routine and, and a certain comfort zone, and you begin to have some sense as to what's appropriate to say and, and uh, you know, and, and how to invite without being pushy right and, and all and all these sorts of things. Yeah. Also, it takes about 100 to 200 calls, I would think. Um, before you really find out whether or not that's your cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have somebody just fresh on this and, and they've never done uh, any type of fundraising, well, that's another red flag. But even if they're just like, I've never done it, I don't even know if I want to ask on that level. Yeah. I mean, I, I learned a lot from Kyle and what he was doing right away as far as major gifts. And I'm like, you know, kind of like, right. I think I, I think I could do this. So, so if you have somebody that's done a hundred solicit, major gift solicitation goal, but major gifts and gifts of 10 grand or better, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a threshold like you've, they've asked for a million, you know, a hundred right, right. million dollar gifts. But no. they're just, they're, they're comfortable going out and visiting Absolutely. people and asking for money. If, if you, if you've got that, you've got the third criteria you can check off out of the five. Mm-hmm. So do you have a database with donors with longevity recorded? Do you have a way to identify and code who is a major giver? Do you have someone on staff who has gone on and done at least 100 major gift solicitations? Number four, does the executive director have a thorough understanding of major gift fundraising? At least do they, and I guess with that, it's like, do they, or are they willing to learn um, what does it mean to go out and ask for a major gift? You know, just the basics of it. I'll, I'll tell you why this fourth point is so important. I see this quite often in organizations where um, the executive director will hire a very experienced development person. The development person comes on board, and when they begin to do the things that development directors rightfully should be doing, they either get pushback from the executive director, like, no, I don't think we should be doing that, right? Mm. Or what happens is, the, the major gifts officer 
quickly finds out that people want to talk to the executive director and the executive director has no understanding as to why that's important. It's almost like, imagine if you were coming on board as an auto mechanic and the person that you work for had never fixed a car in their life. It would be a recipe for what? Nothing but frustration. Yeah. So the reason that number four has to be in place, does the executive director have development experience? Do they understand development? The reason that that has to be in place is as a consultant coming on board, if I find the situation where the staff is very talented, but the executive director does not understand development, oh yeah, I can work directly with the executive director and I will have more command of the situation because she's hired me as a consultant. I can reinforce things that that executive director needs to do, right. whereas the people that report to her can't and no. won't they can't challenge their boss right no. so that's why number four is so critical that yeah that wow that's such a great point and honestly i want to encourage people out there our pastor at the newman center father james cheney i mean if you would have known him i was in college with him before i ever went to work with him if you would have known him back when i was in college you would never think this would be the guy to go out and raise millions nothing against father it was just i mean he'd never done something like that but that's to say that he saw what needed to be done and he was willing to learn it and dive into it and 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 he's worked it to great success. And that's a nice segue to the fifth point. Which is the executive director. Is the executive director willing to go and be a part of and even ask on the major solicitations? Right. Because if they're not, a do-it-yourself campaign ain't going to work out. No. Because it's going to be nothing but frustration for the people on the front lines. Yeah. I mean, and and you need them as, you know, some term it the pivotal player even. Even if they're not going to make that ask. Some, a lot of major givers, if you're going to come to them and ask them to be one of the lead transformative gifts, they want the man there. Like, sure they do. Yeah. They want, like, who's the guy with the vision? Bring him in, you know? Or the woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the woman. Exactly. Yeah. But who's that person leading this charge? Where are they? Why are they not here asking me for this gift? And so, you know, you want them, you need them to be a part of those, those asks. So, um, so let's recap. If you right. have these five criteria, you then probably you, can do a capital campaign on your own without hiring all right. adult to Do it yourself. Number one, again, do you have a database with a record of donors with longevity of giving? Two, do you have a way to identify and code who are major gift prospects? Right. Do you know how to do that? Yeah. yeah. And do you know how to do that? Do you... Number three, do you have someone on staff who has done at least 100 major gift solicitations? Four, does your executive director have a thorough understanding of development? Five, is the executive director willing to go on and be a part of and even ask in major gift solicitations? Right. And here's the thing, Brian. You know, most organizations, even if they don't have all five, they may have three of the five or one of the five or four of the five. So what I like to do in, in in my practice is, because of the way I've established my, my practice, I don't have to sell a standard template that encompasses everything, right? If there's a particular need that people have in a particular area, I'm more than happy to come in and, and, and troubleshoot that particular area or teach or or assist in, in just a, a specific area. So there we go. I got a commercial in for. Oh yeah. Hey guys, I recommend Greg highly. So the do it yourself campaign, you're probably, I hope some of you more ready than you think for it. 
And uh, do us a favor. If you would, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify and let your friends know if you've gotten benefit out of this podcast. We want it to get out there to more people. Thank you, Brian. See you next week.